Good morning, I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. It's day 336 of our three-year journey through God's Word, and we come today to Proverbs chapter 12. Let's ask the Lord's help. Father, be our teacher and our guide. You are wisdom itself and the source of all true wisdom. So write your wisdom on our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs chapter 12. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of evil devices he condemns. No one is established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will never be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. But she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are just. The counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright delivers them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man is commended according to his good sense, but one of twisted mind is despised. Better to be lowly and have a servant than to play the great man and lack bread. Whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. Whoever is wicked covets the spoil of evildoers, but the root of the righteous bears fruit. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous escapes from trouble. From the fruit of his mouth, a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. No ill befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord but those who act faithfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Whoever is slothful will not roast his game, but the diligent man will get precious wealth. In the path of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. That's Proverbs chapter 12. So we're in the heart of Proverbs now, and what we have are a series of Proverbs. A proverb, right, is a wise saying, short 
typically two lines, A line, B line, easy to memorize, easy to pass on to others, to be collected. They are truisms. They're not absolute promises from God. And some people mistake proverbs for promises. A proverb is not a promise. It is a word of wisdom. And I'll give you an example from um, like verse 13. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous escapes from trouble. Some people would say, that's my promise from God. I'm a righteous man. I'm going to escape from trouble. And then they say, well, I'm not escaping from trouble, so God's not keeping his His promise, right? Um, or you have verse 21. No ill befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. And we say, well, I'm righteous, but God is allowing all sorts of bad things to happen to me. And, and this guy over here, he's wicked, but he's having a good time. He's having the time of his life. He didn't have any trouble at all. So that's a misunderstanding. These aren't promises. They are proverbs. And proverbs tell us the truth about wisdom. And they give us perspective on life. And generally what they show us is the superiority of wisdom and that it's better to walk according to wisdom and righteousness than according to selfishness and evil. And there are general patterns of blessing because righteousness, moral righteousness is woven into the very fabric of creation because God is a God who is good and who loves truth and justice and righteousness and whose, whose ways are righteous and just. And he's created this world and he's, he's woven into it principles like sowing and reaping. What a man sows that he also reaps. And if you are generally a selfish person, a wicked person, a scheming person, that is going to catch up to you. You are going to suffer harm. People are not going to trust you. You are going to have great sorrow in your heart. You are going to be uh, alone and rejected and and miserable. Okay, But if you are trusting the Lord, if you are walking by faith, if you are doing what God commands, if you are seeking to love your neighbor as yourself, generally, you will have favor from the Lord. You will have a blessed life. That doesn't mean you're going to be rich and happy and healthy all the time, but people will trust you. People will befriend you. People will seek you out for prayer and guidance. You will have a good reputation. You will have a better, stronger marriage, a marriage that's built on righteousness and mutual trust and fearing the Lord and loving one another is so much better than a marriage that's based upon selfish manipulation and trying to get your way. So these are patterns of life in this world. There's another level on which the Proverbs function, though, and that is that if we step back and understand things from an, e from an eternal perspective, then the Proverbs are transcendent promises. Because in the end, there are only two ways you can go. Jesus said this, there's a narrow gate that leads to a narrow way that leads to eternal life, and there's a wide gate and a broad road that leads to eternal death. And while the way on the narrow road might be hard, and there might be persecution, there might be being hated without cause, there might be loneliness, there might be struggle, there might be hardship and disease, 
in the end, it does lead to eternal favor and eternal blessedness and eternal life without any shame or remorse or sin or sorrow anymore. So in an eternal perspective, the way of the righteous is blessed. The way of the righteous is eternally well off. And the way of the wicked, although the smooth road might be easy sailing in this life, it's headed for eternal destruction. So within the, within the limitations of this world, the Proverbs have a, a great measure of truth and helpful practical advice. A good way to live is to live according to the wisdom of the Proverbs. It's the right way to live. It's a way that honors God, seeks to honor others, and will generally be blessed by God. But in an eternal perspective, what's being laid out here is that there's two ways to go in life, and those will have eternal consequences in the end. So, like I said, there's an A line and a B line in these two-line Proverbs, and generally they contrast each other. So, in verse 1, you have the contrast between those who love discipline and those who hate reproof. So, do you want to know if you're a wise person or not? Well, do you love discipline? Do you love being told when you are wrong? to stop doing something bad, to, to go this way instead. If you do, then you love knowledge. You're going to grow in your self-understanding and your understanding of life. But if you hate being reproved, if you hate having people tell you that you're wrong, if you get your hackles up and you just say, I don't want to hear that, well, then you're stupid. That's what Proverbs 12.1 says. Because you're not going to learn the patterns in your life that are hurting you and hurting others. Good man, contrasted in verse 2 with an evil man. Good man gets favor from the Lord. Evil man uh, is condemned by the Lord. Now, does this mean we earn our salvation by being good? I thought there was no one good, not even one. That's true. The only one who is good is one who is made good by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ as our sins are forgiven and we're covered in the righteousness of Christ. And then we obtain favor from the Lord. By grace, we are saved. And that grace through faith in Christ gets us more grace. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace, John 1 says. The evil man is the one who's left to his own devices. And they're condemned. So you can go through and you can unpack each one of these. We're not going to have time to do that. We'd be here for two hours to look at each individual line. But each one of these is telling us something that is eternally true and also something that is helpful for, for this life. Um, just a few highlights. A uh, lot of good things to say about marriage in Proverbs verse 4. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. In marriage, we're supposed to be serving each other. And so an excellent wife is one who blesses her husband, just as an excellent husband is one who blesses his wife and doesn't bring shame to the household. Okay, um, Verse 9, it's better to be lowly and have a servant than to play the great man and lack bread. A lot of people overextend themselves trying to put on airs and pretend like they have more than they do. In today's day and age, we don't really have servants much, but we can run ourselves up into debt, getting things that we can't really afford. And that's the kind of thing that Proverbs would, would advise us against. Um, but if we go through Proverbs, through these two-line Proverbs, it's good to just sort of look for ones that speak to what we're going through right now in our lives. Like maybe we're struggling with being honest 
and we're tempted to flatter people or tell people what we think they want to hear or to spin, well, then we need to hear like verses 19 and 20. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit in the heart is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. In the end, speaking the truth in love, to plan peace through truthfulness is the better way to go. Verse 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but the one who acts faithfully is his delight. We might be struggling with anxiety. It's good to know that anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. So what do we need? What do we need to cure the anxiety? A good word. A word from the Lord. Go to scripture. Believe the promises of God. Uh, and then the last one, in the path of righteousness is life. In its pathway, there is no death. So we don't have a contrast here with death itself, except to say what it's not. And that's a great encouragement to us. That's one of the good words that can help us with our anxiety. You might be saying, I'm trying to honor the Lord. I'm trying to follow the Lord, but I'm not even sure. God says, look, if you're walking by faith in Jesus Christ, you may not be perfect. You may have to repent all the time, but you're on a pathway that leads to life. And there's no death in that pathway. So I love the Proverbs. I just love to read them and meditate on them and pray. And I can read through the same chapter and, and different ones will hit me every time I go through them. The final thing I want to say about all these Proverbs, of course, is that Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. And so he is the righteous one. He is the one who pleases the Lord. He is the one who never planned evil in his heart. He is the one who always blessed his father and who was always blessed by his father. So ultimately, if we want to walk in greater wisdom, the way to get there is to walk in closer fellowship with Christ because he's the fulfillment of the wisdom and it's Christ in us, his righteousness being applied to us by the Holy Spirit that is our way to walk in wisdom. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the wisdom of the Proverbs. Help us to walk in wisdom today by faith in Jesus Christ. May the wisdom of Christ be more and more the guiding influence in our lives day by day. Lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake until we enter into that eternal joy where there will be no more death and no more sorrow and no more weeping. We will be blessed forevermore. We thank you for the blessings we enjoy every day on the way to that day. And we look forward to that day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Proverbs 12. As always, I hope you have a very blessed day in the Lord.